You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those that? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? You're listening to Fan Holes, the pop culture podcast for the fans by the fans. You see, the kids, they like listening to the fan holes, which gives them the brain damage. But I think it's still less harmful than the Pokemon, and it'll be around forever, just like Kodak Film. And the new Coke. Okay, I did your silly intro. Now, where's my jello pudding? Give me some pudding or I'll destroy the planet with the bling and the blam and the nah. Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fan Holes Podcast. So we're all back here tonight to talk about two really cool and awesome things. In Japan, around March, there was a feature film, I guess, release of the Dragon Ball Z movie titled Battle of the Gods. And just recently, most of us in the Western world have gotten a chance to watch it subtitled. So we're going to talk about that for the first half of the show. And then for the second half of the show, we're going to be looking at the Marvel Now comic series Nova, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot of us are kind of fans of outer space and science fiction and Marvel, and we're going to take a look at that series and let you know what the fan holes thought of it. This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be your host tonight, and joining me tonight are my fellow fan holes. Why don't you sound off, guys, to let everybody know who's here. Hey, it's Mike. Bingo! <laughs> this is Justin Grimlock. And this is Tony Chainclaw. Speedball. <laughs> boingy, boingy, boingy. Bingo! 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 What the hell is Vegeta doing? Super fun time bingo! The earth is packed full of fun things, fun things you can do. And the food is pretty tasty. Super fun time bingo! Super fun time bingo! Yeah! So, Battle of the Gods, people, like, I guess I guess people have been waiting for new DBZ content all the way since the last new DBZ content, which was, I don't know what, like, a couple of years ago? I don't know. How long ago was that other one, the special? Like, 2008, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, so it's been a while, I guess. It's been almost We've five been waiting years forever. Yeah, we're like, when, when is this new thing going to come out? But Kira it's out, and, uh, and I guess we should all tell everybody what we thought about it. Kira Toriyama was like, it'll be ready when it's ready. 
He was like, it's on my list. Almost, <laughs> you reiterate how much like I've got to do. I've got to do some uh, some Nestle quick reviews first, and then I'll get to DBZ. Uh, yeah, so so DBZ Battle of the Gods. I I, I mean I I would say that this is kind of your typical Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball type fair but uh what what about you guys what do you what do you think of it and and you know is it fun to see all these characters after all these years is it not so fun to see some of your favorite characters get pimp slapped very quickly <laughs> like what's 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 the consensus like how how did you guys think when you uh when you saw the film I mean, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Like, I, after my initial viewing of it, I was kind of like, eh. But then, like, when I, I, I guess when I thought about it a lot more, I was like, you know what? I did like that. And I, like, actually, I watched it, like, a second time, and I, like, enjoyed it a great deal more, like, the second time around. And I don't know. Like, I, I think it, it felt like like a, a break from the usual, like, DBZ movie, pretty much. Like, it, I don't know, it, it didn't follow that, like, same formula, so it felt, like, a lot, I don't know, like, fresher, I guess. It did seem newer, because I don't know if I'm behind on my DBZ movie watching, but, like, usually it's always, like, Krillin, Goku, and Piccolo, and young Gohan, and, like, now it's, like, all the current guys, like, from when the boob saga ended and they even threw pan in there. So, yeah, well it, it was, it took place in a period of time that they don't usually cover, which is like between the boo saga. And then like that last couple episode arc where it's like 10 years in the future and yeah. still like before GT, but we don't even, I don't count GT. So, you know, <laughs> nobody does screw that. So, yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like they count GT either. no, really. Yeah, because, like I said, I mean, no, Pan's in this, but she's in it as a fetus, so. <laughs> and she's, she goes unnamed as well, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we know it's Pan, but, yeah, she's not even born yet, so. We, we get, it gets revealed that, like, Videl's even pregnant in this, so, yeah. I was like, if, if I was like Videl, I would have been like, thanks a lot, Dende. Like, Dende just like <laughs> fucking like spilled the beans like on her. He's like, oh, I can't wait to tell everyone Videl's pregnant. <laughs> like, little green. <laughs> yeah, little green spilled the beans on, on Videl having, being with child. But I was kind of wondering, like, I guess what, because he's a healer, so he can like, sense the fetus when he's healing her leg, I guess, or something. Yeah, I guess. I the know. science of Dende makes no sense. <laughs> okay. I, I, I just like how uh, Videl gets injured in the first place. Drug Gohan! <laughs> Crazy super <laughs> Saiyaman Gohan assaulting uh, Mai and Pilaf and Ninja Dog, or whatever his name is. Shoe, or whatever. I, yeah, okay. Look, I was thinking that, I was like, oh, it's Pilaf and Mai and the Ninja Dog. Like, I couldn't think of his name either. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, <laughs> he gets shot at and, like, fucking deflects bullets like Superman. I, think I, was, I thought those, it was those three were, were, was my favorite part of the whole film. Yeah, like, I, was I, say, I, was I, nice I guess kind of like. Them. Yeah, because I know you were saying, like, you felt kind of mad about the movie when you first watched it. And, like, I, I, I didn't really 
watch it a second time. You know, I'm just kind of coming off the, the single time I watched it or whatever. But, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of feel like it did follow some standard stock of DBZ movies. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, the only difference was Goku gets his ass kicked by Bills first, and then they go through this whole kind of comedy situation, you know, where we're introduced to Pilaf and, and Mai and, and Ninja Dog. And they're all, you know, going to try to rip off the Dragon Balls because they're part of some bingo prize cash that Bulma has, like, stored away or whatever for bingo night for her birthday. And so, I mean, the, the, the main thing is, that, you know, there are the, all the DBZ people, the families, are all celebrating Bulma's birthday. So they're all at a birthday party and stuff like that. And eventually... I guess Lord Bills, you know, wants to find what is a Super Saiyan God, which it's funny because you'd think like, I, you know, I don't know. I know Professor Smooth was saying on the boards, maybe it's not quite translated the greatest, you know, like these kind of fan subs or whatever. But I, I thought it was funny because they, they call it was like Super Saiyan Goto. But it's like you'd think like if it was really God, it'd be like. Kami-sama or something. I don't know. But anyway, I, I don't know enough about Japanese, but I wonder if it's just the same translation or different or what have you. But but either way, he's looking for, uh, you know, a Super Saiyan God until we find better terminology. And so he, he's convinced Goku is not the Super Saiyan God because he beats him up in like two seconds. And then he comes searching on Earth because they're the only other Saiyans like Vegeta and Gohan and Trunks and Goten are there. But I, I guess what I was saying is I think I kind of keyed in on it more once Trunks and Goten showed up and they were like they, they kind of come in on Pilaf and Mai like stealing all the balls and everything. And I, I love that scene where he's just like, yeah, that's my girlfriend. And Goten's like, <laughs> what? Jeez, wow! You know, like, and like, he's just so like, like he just totally believes everything that comes out of his mouth, and like, he's like, yeah, we hold hands. Whoa, that's <laughs> awesome! You know, like he just totally buys into the whole thing, and I just, I thought that was kind of cute. Like, I like, I like those kids, and 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 um, I, I thought that was kind of like a funny part. But uh, you know, I, I as like, far as like the fight, you know, and and you know, stuff between, you know, like basically bills and all that kind of stuff. That seemed a little kind of stock to me, but you know, I enjoyed some of the comedic value to it. I was just going to say, I liked that. Uh, what do you call when he was kind of like, look, could you just like pretend to be my girlfriend, like in front of my mom? You know? <laughs> and like Pilaf's like, are you talking about me? And I was like, why would you go? And then the dog is like, are you talking about me? And was like, where would you get that from? Like, no. I like how I like how they they blush and everything too. Like, like oh me, <laughs> yeah. Hee <laughs> hee. Well, yeah, I'll agree that like the 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 fight dynamics were probably classic like DBZ where everyone but Goku's a chump. So yeah, yeah. yeah but, they all there. Well, Vegeta Vegeta actually I thought got his little Spider Man Mary Jane Aunt May moment when uh, when Bulma gets slapped around and he's like you know. He actually like lasts for more than like two and a half seconds or whatever. So I was like, "Well, Vegeta got some love in this, you know." Yeah, he's usually the warm-up guy. <laughs> he's like the the semi, you know, challenge before Goku, you know, comes in and whoops everybody. Yeah. But. Oh yeah, I was like I was saying like okay like I at least like it's consistent if like I guess you know like Tien and Yamcha and Krillin like they all get kicked down in one hit but you know i want to like believe that like there's enough of a 
gulf in like power between like Gohan and like those guys that he can make it past like the first hit. Yeah. Like he doesn't get past stage one. <laughs> well yeah. I'm just glad that well, you know, when Gohan went Super Saiyan like the universe didn't explode because, like, according to like ancient internet lore, if you know, since Gohan's like <laughs> mystic power now, it's like if he goes Super Saiyan, like the universe will explode. Like, I always thought that was like the craziest like internet Dragon Ball Z like rumor ever. Like, <laughs> why would this? Why, why would that happen? Like, <laughs> how much power is like Gohan like have trapped in him mystically? Like, the universe will explode. But I don't know. Like, but yeah, it was it was kind of disheartening to see like go on kind of cast aside like a chump like he had to like he had that nice little comedy scene but i would have liked him to you know to hold his on more than that yeah i guess i guess the two i guess new characters are like what the thing was about like bills uh and i never spit say his name right Bills. bills or who what thought uh, his his little buddy his little buddy yeah and those are the two new characters it's like Wiss or something. Yeah, yeah Wills or something. Yeah. Or Will. Will yeah. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> yeah, um, if, 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 they, if you do get your wish and Bill Cosby does come down to the Funimation studio <laughs> and dubs Lord Bills, like, that'd be funny if he's like, What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I couldn't get the pudding. Um, what, what did you guys think of the God form? Did you think that was, like, really kind of funky thing to do because it's like totally kind of the opposite of like a Super Saiyan kind of mode. I mean, I didn't think it was like super impressive looking or anything, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess I, I was like kind of, I don't know. I, I guess I was like happy that like Goku didn't end up winning like in that mode or whatever. Or like, I don't know. I guess that's why I was like cool with like the fight, like, dynamics remaining the same because you know bills was kind of like i liked the 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 twist at the end kind of like where bills is like there's always going to be like a stronger dude and there's like so many like fucking infinite universes and stuff and like you're never going to be the strongest dude there's always going to be someone else i just thought it was really interesting because it's like you know if you're a dragon ball z fan you've probably seen like all kinds of like fan art of like Right, you know, you're like, this is Super Saiyan 7 Vegeta, and it's like, his hair is like white, and he's got, his hair is like even longer than Super Saiyan 3, and you're like, well, this is really bizarre, and I think it's it's just kind of interesting, it's like, you know, if you're a long-term fan, and you like, you're like, I wonder what would, you know, something beyond like Super Saiyan 3 or 4 would look like. Like, that's not what you're going to think of. You're like, you know, Goku would, like, he would be really lean and he would have pink hair. Like, that's what I think. Like, I would never have, like, imagined that would be, like, the look. <laughs> well, yeah, judging by, like... I don't, I don't <laughs> even know... I was going to say, judging by, like, Goku's, like, Super Saiyan 3 form, I just thought he would look kind of like a sea urchin and be surrounded by, like, spiky yellow hair and you could just see his face in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's like more hair, not less, yeah. you think, but... I was just kind of thinking, like, I, I don't even know that I thought that the dynamic of what they were going for was ever fully appreciated. It's like, they they still fall back on Goku. It's like, I thought they could have done something cool, because if you need, you know, if you need, I guess, what we've been calling, you know, Videl's fetus, or Pan, I guess, we're going to assume that it is Pan in this universe or whatever, you know, if you need the her as the sixth Saiyan, you know, I, I thought it would have been cool if they could have just 
maybe done something along the lines of the forever people, like not, you know, not, you know, have it be like, oh, Goku's got to save the day again. You know, like it could have been something cool where all six of them get together and then like, you know, Videl's fetus turns into this, you know, super awesome, badass red energy form that just kicks the crap out of bills or something. But instead it's back to, you know, oh, Goku's got pink hair for like two minutes and then he goes back into his regular mode. And I'm like, well, I don't understand why he's even lasting with bills in that mode at all. And then, you know, the fighting continues or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Well, he, I do explain that though. Like Bill says, like, you didn't even notice you changed back to, like, your regular form. That's because you absorbed all that god power into you or whatever. Eh. It's <laughs> <laughs> retarded. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy that explanation. <laughs> the science of Super Saiyan God mode. I, I, I Basically, I absorbed my, my, my son's fetus's awesome power and now I'm not going to give it back. Like, no wonder Pan's such a fucking dip, because Joker <laughs> fucked her up in the beginning. <laughs> I, I just like how, like, Gohan's so eager to try it once they, like, find out, like, she's pregnant. She's like, let's try it again, like, with Videl. And she's like, wait, won't this, like, cause birth defects or something? And Gohan's like, nah, I'm a doctor. Like, this will this will work. <laughs> like, I got this. I read, I read lots of books. Chi-Chi made me read tons of books. This is cool. <laughs> I will agree with Derek, though. I did actually more enjoy the uh, lighter moments in the actual fighting. I thought the, the, the comedy was really yeah. amusing. I was laughing quite a bit at mo- a lot of stuff, yeah. It was just like, you know. And I, I like how. I'll let one of you guys do it since you guys are more DBZ fans than I am. Tell them how the second fight actually starts with uh, Bills. Oh, uh, what? With the, the pudding? <laughs> <laughs> he can't get. We don't have the enough pudding. <laughs> Basically, uh, Majin Buu refuses to share his pudding <laughs> with Bills, and Bills gets so mad that <laughs> he flips out, and then uh, there's a bunch of other stuff. I, just, I, I did find that kind of hilarious. Is like All these other past bad guys are like, I will destroy the world, or I will be the greatest fighter ever. <laughs> He's just like, I didn't get the puddings. <laughs> <laughs> I, like he's just like you know you humans have had it tons of times but for me it's like a food I can't even imagine you know <laughs> but meanwhile Boo's just kind of like no oh mine yeah. you think Boo could just make him more pudding and stuff you know yeah or he could just turn Boo bills into just chocolate turn him into pudding. Yeah. Boo make you chocolate <laughs> <clears throat> I will, uh, I, speaking of, oh god, god. Oh, I was I, just one thing. I was gonna say, at least Lord Bills does look interesting. He's like a hairless Egyptian cat thing. <laughs> yeah, I actually I liked his. Like I, I thought he looked stupid the first time I saw him, but I, I don't know. I guess his design grew on me, and like I, I thought his character was pretty cool too. So yeah, like, but uh, uh, my brother's a big fan too, and uh, I was telling him about Lord Bills, and I was kind of like. Describing him, I was like, he's kind of like a giant purple bunny rabbit, kind of. He was like, what? He's like, what are you talking about? So I showed him the trailer, and he's like, I, I don't know about this. Like, Goku fighting like a giant bunny rabbit seems a little like little weird to me. I was like, well, well, you know, he, he's interesting looking at least. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for a lot of people, their mileage may vary. Cause I, I sent it over to a, a buddy of mine who was a big DBZ fan. And I remember when, when you guys were reading those alternate universe comics and everything, it's like, I, I think I read a couple of those online, you know, those kind of fan comics or whatever. But when I sent him the link, like he ripped through like all of those in like two or three days, you know, he's like, you got any more? And I'm like, no, yeah. I guess, I guess you've caught up now or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so he was, he was pretty into stuff like that. But when I, I, I kind of handed him a flash drive and was just like, Hey dude, here's, here's the new movie. He's like, Oh, a new one. And I said, yeah. And, and he's like, cool. Thanks. And then the next day he was like, man, that sucked. Cause he was like, I aming me. So it was like 50,000 views or whatever, you know? But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think he was really into the comedy like we were at all. And I think he was just kind of ho-hummed by the whole fight or whatever. I mean, for me, like, the only thing I'll say about Lord Bills is, like, I found, you know, I, I think his initial appearance would be off-putting to anybody. So I don't, I don't fault anybody for kind of looking at him and going, yeah. that's, like, the ultimate villain. Like, what? Like, I wouldn't fault anybody for having that first impression. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's interesting character quirks he has, the, you know, throughout the, the series, whether it's the pudding or, or how he uses, you know, explosions to wake himself up from, like, this hibernated sleep or whatever. Like, they're all kind of interesting things. But I, I just never felt like – it seems like he follows the DBZ trope of, of being an antagonist who they they part with on friendly terms. And – Unlike Vegeta or Piccolo or somebody like that, or even Tien or Yamcha or whoever, you know, all these long line of guys that Goku, you know, just through his personality and, and, you know, his family and, you know, love of fighting or, you know, whatever the reason is, you know, he sort of incorporates these people into his life, uh, you know, into his life and, and they're, you know, they, they sort of become better people because of hanging out with Goku. Like, I, I just never felt like Bill's earned that because my thing was, it's like, well, 10 minutes ago, he was about to blow up the fucking earth. And now all of a sudden it's just kind of like, all right, dude, see you next time when you come by to blow up the earth, when you don't get some fucking pudding. See ya. Bye. <laughs> like, uh, long love, like peace and kisses. And, you know, I just kind of was like, I don't know. Like, I, I just felt like he didn't earn that. I don't know. I, I I didn't I didn't get any kind of respect or anything from from their encounter. But I don't know if anybody else had any different take on it. So I I just thought it was like an interesting way to end the movie. I guess you know spoilers or whatever. But Goku really doesn't beat Bills. It's you know it's like Derek said they part on friendly terms. So it's like there is no ultimate triumph of Goku, you know, beating Bills. So it's kind of it's kind of an odd way to end. You know, a movie like that. Like I thought, I thought that was very interesting. But as far as like going back to like Bill's look, I kind of feel like if you're, you know, if you're a fan and, and it's like you accept like Majin Buu. I mean, like because Majin Buu is like, you know, when you first see him, you're like, this is the big bad, like a giant fat yeah, yeah. pink blob. Like I think if you accept that, you can, you, you should be able to accept the giant purple bunny rabbit. Aspect. Or even like like Frieza and stuff. The first time you saw Frieza, you're <laughs> like, that's this weird. Yeah, like, you're like, who's this? Who's this crazy outer space transsexual? Like, <laughs> in, in, in a <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I, I was gonna say, like, going back to the humor, like, I really appreciated, like, I love it, I absolutely love it when, like, serious guys like Vegeta or Piccolo, like, have to do, like, really silly stuff, yeah. like, one of my favorite episodes of DBZ is when Piccolo and Goku try to go get their driver's <laughs> license, yeah. Yeah. and it's just because Piccolo, like, you know, he tries to be so cool and stuff, but... You know, he's he's like wearing like a ca- a baseball cap and like he's like driving so carefully and then he sees like Goku like out of control and he was like, What? <laughs> like I I am faster than you and he tries to like beat him at that. <laughs> yeah. but I just I, I I don't know what it is, but like I find like things like like Goku and like Vegeta's wives like yelling at Piccolo to be like extraordinarily like funny and stuff like, and he's got like that like look on his face where he's like like he looks at Goku and he's like control your bitch man. You know? <laughs> well, but. speaking of that, which is kind of funny, is I I do appreciate the scene where he's basically trying to cater to Lord Bills because Vegeta's the only person who sort of has any inkling of how dangerous this, you know, purple bunny rabbit is. And so he's basically just kind of like, yeah, anything you want, sir. Like, we're just here to make you happy. And no, I don't know about any Super Saiyan God and this and that and the other thing. But it's great when, like, Bulma comes over and she just is her typical Bulma self, you know, like, oh, who are your friends? They look like aliens. They must be aliens. And (laughs) it's just kind of opening her big mouth and acting stupid. And Vegeta's got this look on his face like, God damn it, woman, what are you doing? You know, like, Uh, as he tended to. <laughs> and then, of course, Vegeta has to do the bingo song, which, which I thought was really <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I know that that seemed to be a real like point of like division. I guess where I was like reading some reactions online, and like it seems like most of the people were like who might have like just grown up with like DBZ on like. Uh, Cartoon Network and stuff, and maybe aren't like really familiar with like Dragon Ball or like the goofier parts of like that whole thing. Might were kind of like you know that's not Vegeta, like you know that's not the Vegeta I grew up with and whatnot. But like I mean I can understand that, but like also I feel like you know it's like. I don't know, it's kind of like, you know, like, I think, Justin, you've made this comparison, like, Spike on Buffy, where, like, you know, he's so dangerous and, like, evil, first off, but by the time you get to, like, season seven, he's, like, a big goofball and stuff, and, you know, but, you know, I kind of feel that way about Vegeta, too. Yeah, I guess these these people forgot when they were watching on Cartoon Network, this is the same Vegeta that showed up in a pink shirt with Bad Man written on the back of it. (laughs) Well, but I, I think as opposed to Goku, uh, you know, eating all the uh, Super Saiyan God pink hair or whatever and taking it into his inner essence, which I don't buy, at least visually, like the the explanation of, of Vegeta's scarred childhood is, is pretty clearly illustrated. I mean, you got Lord Bill's like sitting on his dad's like back and like kicking his dad down while his dad, you know, lays out this big food spread and you can just see Vegeta, you know, it's Prince Vegeta. And normally he's that kind of badass that just kills 20 million aliens and conquers planets. And that's what he's used to seeing his dad do. But then in this case, this was the one time, you know, probably besides Frieza where he saw his dad like kowtowing to some other person, you know, where, you know, in his mind, his dad was a total badass. So, I mean, I could see why, why even even though it turns into something you know comedic, you could see why Vegeta would you know 
obviously not want to mess with this guy. Yeah. The guy that can beat up your dad, you don't want nothing of him. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, as, as far as I go, I I firmly place it in the realm of it was fine. It wasn't anything amazing. I, I like you guys. I had a couple of good chuckles over it, but then again, I'm also not a huge DBZ fan. I can enjoy it, but it was what it was. I, di- I didn't hate it, but I probably won't watch it again. Yeah, I, I would like. I was telling everybody else, I was kind of mad on it. I wasn't, I wasn't super thrilled with it. Other than, like I said, the trunks and goat and stuff. I think for the most part, I liked it, and I, I, I really hope like they. Uh, well, obviously they will dub it eventually, but I hope it gets like a nice like Blu-ray release over here or something. Yeah, I think. And I think I, for I saw, me, if I if I did watch it a second time, a dub would be something that would. Yeah, supposedly me to watch it again. I got, I know in Japan it's gonna the the release is going to include that like reunion special from like 2008 too. So hopefully you know they can like dub that and release that over here too. Hmm. That'd be kind of cool. More money, more bang for your buck. Yeah, Ooh, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of with Mike. Like I really enjoyed it. Like the whole time I wa- I was watching it, like I had a smile on my face. Like especially that first like 40 45 minutes. It's like mostly comedy. Like. I, you know, I'm like you guys. I like. I thought that was great, and I don't know. I get. I'm kind of the opposite of Derek. Like, I really, I enjoyed like the whole like fighting and the Super Saiyan God and the combining of the essences or whatever. So like, I would I would buy it and watch it several times. Like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was gonna one other comedy part that I liked when when uh, like Bills and his in. Uh, Wiss or whatever his name is, uh, they get like invited to the party by Bulma, and like there's a montage of scenes, and this is one of like Piccolo doing karaoke, and everyone's like covering their ears, <laughs> <laughs> and like only like Gohan's like the only one who's enjoying it. So, that was really funny. Like you see, you see Gohan like off to the right on his knees, like you know, like cheering for Piccolo, but well, it's 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 Mr. Piccolo. <laughs> Yeah. Mr. Piccolo! <laughs> and then, then you've got, like, Bill's break dancing at the party and stuff, yeah, which I thought was funny. funny. I, I think that's funny in the context of, like, he can annihilate the world, but he's just sitting there chilling, doing electric boogaloo with yeah. all the kids. <laughs> I, like like I said, I love when these like badass guys like act goofy and stuff. Like 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 that scene you were describing, Derek, where like Vegeta's trying to like control Bulma and she's like asking them questions, and they're both like totally polite to her, and they're like, you know, we're we're old friends of Vegeta, you know, like like you know, uh, hello Bulma San, you know, Madam Bulma, you know, so so happy to meet meet your acquaintance, you know. By the way, could we have some like food and stuff, you know? But, they just have to be good hosts. That's all. Just good hosts. <laughs> hey, kid, just so you know, if you're a friend of Sam's, you can consider us a friend, too. Wow, you guys really love Sam. What's not to love? Well. Cool. So I guess that kind of wraps up our whole thoughts on uh, Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods. And so I guess we'll move on here, and our second topic for the evening is going to be on the uh, Marvel Comics series. It's the new Nova from the Marvel Now initiative, 
and uh, we had wanted to review this for a little while now. I'm I'm kind of sad that Brian's not here tonight because I, I would be curious to hear his thoughts on Nova, seeing as how he's a pretty big New Warriors fan and stuff like that. But despite that, um, I think uh, you know everybody kind of has some something to offer and say about the the series so far. As of this recording, uh, issue eight has just come out, which is the Infinity tie-in, but the first five-issue arc is written by the master auteur, Jeff Loeb. <laughs> Sarcasm detected! <laughs> and uh, and his, his, co, his co-collaborator, uh, Ed McGinnis, who, who always draws pretty pictures, so one way or the other, I can appreciate that. Um, and then uh, and then after they did their initial five-issue run, it's uh, Zeb Wells and Paco Medina on art. So, I mean, I, I assume we'll talk about the first arc mostly, but I'm sure people have some things to say about, you know, some of the follow-up issues. They, they've all kind of been sort of, you know, I, I'd say they're all kind of done in one almost after that initial arc, interestingly enough. So so they're, they're kind of uh, unusual in that regard in this day and age of, you know, writing for the trade and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and start off. I really have been enjoying it so far. <clears throat> I wasn't even really sure I was going to, but like, unlike uh, unlike Brian, I'm not a huge New Warriors fan, but I did enjoy them, and that's where I got introduced to Nova, who was Richard Ryder back then. Um, and obviously, I've been kind of out of comics for a while. Apparently, Richard Ryder died, and now there's a new Nova in the Marvel now, and his name is Sam. What's his last name? Alexander. Alexander, or Alejandro, as his mom <laughs> likes to yell it. Alejandro, I just I just keep calling him uh, Sam because that's everyone everybody calls him. But uh, yeah, his father was apparently like this black Nova who was they're this like basically the secret ops of the Nova Corps, and through uh, circumstances and yada yada yada, his father goes missing again, and he. Uh, sends back his helmet. We find out all this later on, but this is basically the premise. And this little young kid, Sam, I, I guess what? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell with the drawing, but like 14, 15, 16, somewhere around there? Yeah, yeah I, 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 I would figure he's in high school, like maybe 15 or 16, something like that. I, I, I do think like some of the drawings, like, like Paco Medina and Ed McGinnis, he does look really, really young. And then like if you, I think if you were reading like, say, if you were introduced to this character in Avengers versus X-Men, I don't know that that would totally cross your mind, except for a couple lines of dialogue, you know, where he says, like, you know, Thor's like, hey, you know, uh, mayhap, you'd like to join the Avengers. And he's like, uh, yeah, totally. But he's like, oh, wait, I got to ask my mom first. You know what I mean? So then that kind of gives you the clue that he's not quite as old as you might think he is, you know, where yeah. in, in this, the illustrations are pretty clear. Like, he's, you know, he's a young kid. So Yeah. But uh, but yeah, he gets the Nova helmet, which bestows upon him the powers of a Nova, and it's. I, I made a similar comparison earlier before we get on the get on air, and it's it's kind of like the Jaime Jaime Reyes uh, Blue Beetle, where unlike you know Richard Ryder or I guess even his dad, you know we get to see a lot more of him like learning how to be a superhero and stuff, and he's like completely, like, flabbergasted by being able to fly and super strength, super, you know, speed and all that stuff. Uh, 
But it's okay, though, because he has two buddies who help him out who he doesn't trust at all, and that would be Gamora and Rocket Raccoon, and that sets it up. And like I said, I've enjoyed it so far, but I'll let the, you guys talk about some more of it, you know, to get the to get, to get the uh, exposition out of the way. I did like like the, the, the follow-up issues where, like, he's kind of like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, I'm trying to be a superhero, and I don't know what to, you know, I, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. And he, like, he ends up, like, helping a bunch of construction workers and stuff because he has, like, no idea what to do. And he runs into, like, the superior Spider-Man who calls him, like, an idiot and stuff <laughs> and... You know, is a jerk to him, and he's like, "Oh man, this sucks." So, I, like, I, I liked all that. Yeah, Superior Spider-Man was kind of a dick to him, though. So, I mean, yeah, well, I, I, I was kind of amused by that, though, actually, because he's like, you know, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you like just flying around trying to crash into shit? Like, which is one of my kind of pet peeves, because it's like I think um, some of the the early issues, at least the the one with with that Mark Wade wrote, where he's going to warn all the Avengers about the Phoenix Force. You know, it goes into great detail about, you know, yes, he's flying out of control and he couldn't stop in that issue, but it does kind of set up the fact that the helmet's supposed to, like, help him calculate and, you know, change his trajectory and speed and all this other stuff. But obviously, even after kind of fighting against his, his father's old comrade, that guy Titus, which is this big sort of white tiger anthropomorphoid alien guy or whatever who was supposedly a former member of the you know the Black Nova Corps or whatever and so now he's kind of you know that that character is you know now eyeless and is working for the guys who I guess you know assaulted his ship which uh, in a shameless movie tie-in they are the Chitari. Um, and so he's working for the Chitari or whatever, and and then those are you know basically Titus and Chitari are the big bads of that initial uh, Jeff Lobark. Um, but you know it's it's uh, the uh, the nicest thing I can say is like it's like for me it's like I, I don't say a lot of nice things about like Jeff Lobert and stuff generally. But the nicest thing I could say about it is it really didn't bug me. Like, it's not a bad, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a typical hero's journey story. Like, I was joking with the guys before we started this. I said, oh, I think Loeb just ripped off the last Starfighter and, like, you know, stuck Nova in it or whatever. But, like, that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's a good hero's journey story. Um, you know, there's not really a whole lot of evidence that there was ever any kind of, you know, black Novas before this. So, you know, you might scratch your head a little and be like, where did the hell did, like, his dad's been a Nova for 15 years? Like, how come we've never heard of him until now? You know, type thing. But if you get past that and just kind of say, ah, fuck it, his dad was a Nova 15 years ago because they were, like, some kind of secret ops thing and that's why we never heard of him, then, you know, you just kind of, you know, roll with the punches or whatever. You know, you've got Gamora sort of paying tribute to Richard Ryder. I mean, she mentions him, so it's not like they're totally, you know, shitting all over the original Nova or anything like that. And then in some of these later issues that Mike was mentioning where, where he's trying to sort of figure stuff out and, and figure out what his responsibilities are, you know, because he, he was kind of responsible for wrecking that park, so that's why he's helping the construction workers out and everything. You know, in the meantime, you see, uh, you know, Vance Astro and, and Robbie Baldwin are also cruising around thinking about putting back the New Warriors together. And, you know, I guess for, from an old fan of the New Warriors perspective, for me, I mean, it's kind of nice to see them just out 
doing like normal kid stuff instead of, you know, penance like cutting himself every five minutes and being all doom <laughs> and gloom and shit. Like, it's nice, like, you know, it's not all about, you know, you know, a, 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 a fear itself where, you know, they're all ready to, you know, run riot and rampage the minute they see, you know, Speedball's face or whatever, you know, it's like, it's like, this is just kind of like, hey, dude, let's kick and back and, and go have adventures and stuff. And it's not so goddamn heavy, you know. Well, I, I was happy to see, like, Speedball, like, yeah, being more like himself and stuff, but I, I also, like, kind of my continue, continuity alarm, like, kind of went off, and I was kind of like, like, dude, how can Sam not know who Speedball is? Like, wasn't he, like, the most hated man in America, like, for a short while? Like, that that happened, Speedball? like, a whole, like, three minutes ago in Marvel. <laughs> yeah, continuity. no, yeah. No one remembers what happened, yeah, yeah. three minutes ago. Well, but, it, it, we we always forget of that classic story where Robbie Baldwin goes up to Mephisto and takes back that one day. And, I mean, you know, if you haven't had a chance, everybody should read the uh, three-issue uh, miniseries, One More Ball. And it's... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, that actually introduces gold balls to the X Men universe. <laughs> yeah, that was like the unintended side effect. Um, yeah, Fisto's like, I'll take away that Civil War shit. But I'm going to unleash gold balls <laughs> on the universe. Uh, all right, but yeah, so 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 we're talking Nova, and um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I see what you're saying. You're kind of like, well, e- even if it's not, even if it's not Sam Alexander who recognizes Speedball, you know, maybe you know there'd be somebody in in his general vicinity that might kind of be like, hey, like you're Speedball, you know, or whatever, or or you know something to address that, like where it's like, oh well, I got a pardon from Shield, and everybody doesn't want to like eat my face now when I walk into different towns or something, like you know. I went back to my Stan Lee costume. Well, kind of, <laughs> sort of. Um, I, I, I guess I like have a different reaction. I, I mean, reading these month to month, I thought they were like all right, but then getting ready for the show, I was like, you know, I'm going to sit down and reread these, and like reading them one like after another, like I don't know, like kind of like, I guess like Derek said, it's like it's the Globe stuff is all right, like it didn't. Nothing in the story annoyed me, but I still think Sam Alexander as a character is kind of irritating. Like, not as irritating as it, he is on Ultimate Spider-Man. Like, God, that's yeah. so irritating, man. Um, but, yeah, it is kind of, I don't know, I guess it's maybe the whole, like, very young hero aspect. It's like, maybe I don't have patience for that, or maybe it's just the way that character is written. But, um, I mean, kind of like Derek, anything, basically anything is like, space or like marvel cosmic i'm gonna read anyway and like i'm not like when i read it i'm not like you know i don't feel like i'm like intentionally like doing harm to my brain or anything like i there are aspects of it i enjoy like i like you know seeing him kind of learn how to fly and you know interact with other heroes even if superior spider-man is kind of a jerk and telling him like you know get away like Iron Man's here already. We can't help you and stuff like that. But you know, like I think it'd be interesting if you had like Justice and Speedball. They kind of like show them the ropes because they were like you know the I guess the original Marvel teen hero team or whatever. So they could probably like be like, okay, like here's what you do. Like if you so like really screw up, don't like take a like weird code name and start cutting yourself. It you know <laughs> it's cool. Like you'll work through it. Work through the pain. But uh, I I, I mean. I'm, 
I'm interesting to see where it goes, and I'm kind of like, I'm also curious uh, if they're going to bring back Richard Ryder because they've like, you know, he after the uh, Thanos Imperative event, uh, Richard Ryder and Star Lord and Thanos are kind of like pulled into the Cancerverse, and it's like, well, Star Lord and Thanos have came back, but not Richard Ryder. So I mean, it's. If they Have they come. given any kind of explanation for that? Or Nope. They, yeah, they mentioned <laughs> in the new one, and that's it. They just mentioned, like, you know, your time in the Cancerverse. <laughs> the, yeah. the explanation is that Thanos and Star-Lord are going to be in movies, is what the explanation <laughs> is. <laughs> oh, I guess there is one thing we, we also should mention, even though he hasn't played a huge role, but uh, you ought to. The uh, Watcher is actually a reoccurring character in the series, too. Yeah, they, they seem to have a pretty good good relationship. I mean, yeah. ironically, I, I did like those like interactions with him because he's like, you know, telling giving him like the uh, ultimate nullifier, and he's just kind of like, you know, like, hey, big headed alien dude, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm like on the moon, like wrecking your stuff or whatever. Like, I, I thought those, I thought those interactions were like kind of cute, and like, I, I like those. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I like that. The, I like the naivete in some of those scenes, yeah. but I don't like it when it extends to, like, property damage, like, where it's like, I get, like, okay, yeah, Avengers versus X-Men was all about collateral damage and all this other stuff, so it's like, yeah, he had to smash through a couple buildings, and it had to be all ominous, and he had to be like, it's coming, the Phoenix is coming, like, and it had to be all epic and stuff, but it's like, I, I feel like, okay, he already broke New York once, right? And then and then he smashed this, you know, playground or whatever. But you're like, hey, he didn't know Titus was going to, you know, pull a Smallville and have Darkseid in the middle of the Smallville barn on him or whatever. So I'm <laughs> like, okay, fine. Like, he didn't know Titus was going to, you know, sneak up on him and he has a fight with him and there's some damage. Well, he goes to fix that damage. But in that in that same issue, it's like he's struggling with his helmet, he takes it off, he puts it back on, and then he crashes into the same thing he spent, like, the last 16 hours fixing. And I'm like, man, dude, like, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, man, that's, you fucked up again, you know? Like, and I'm just like, I hope I hope there's not tons and tons of that kind of, Yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know what to call it, but it just seems like there, there's some kind of abandon to that, where it's like, I get like, okay, he's new, he's green, he's going to fuck up every once in a while, but it's like one of those things where you're like, okay, wait, you know, it's not like just, it's a bucket of paint that like fell on bulk and skull, like, it's like a whole... <laughs> freaking crater in the middle yeah. of this you know park you know so i'm just kind of like it's not quite the same you know thing you know so yeah i, I kind of hope they also kind of like because they just did it in this issue that just came out he really needs to do something about the secret identity and stuff because bad guys keep showing up at his house thank you and would... that girl's already figured out who he is yeah yeah, and then, like, Titus, like, Titus already knew who he was, but, like, I just remember, you know, he's, like, just sitting in his house waiting for him. It's like, ah, well, Peter, thank God, blah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, man, everybody knows where he lives. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, it didn't take uh, flipping Robbie and Vance too long to find him either, so. And the girl, well, back, and the girl he likes knows who he is, too. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, back to, like, Richard Ryder, I hope they don't pull a, like, you know, uh, Richard Ryder's back, and he's evil. evil. Yeah. <laughs> we have Black Novas, but now we have Dark Nova. <laughs> I, yeah. I think all, it that, went... all that time in the cancer universe gave me an earring and made me get a big 
like mullet, like from the <laughs> '90s, and now I'm crazy mad with power. I, I think it would be interesting if he went up against like the cancer verse version of uh, Richard Ryder, because you know there's like the evils versions of like Avengers and you know Captain Marvel and such. Oh, okay, like, I, yeah. I, I think that would be interesting. It might be a good fake out. Like I could see them doing that because like people like, like a, a yeah. return of Barry Allen fake out type thing. Yeah. Because you'd be like, oh, man, like my, one of my favorite characters is all evils. Like, yeah, you're, you're totally going to hate it and be mad at us. Not psych. Yeah, he's fine. This is just the actual bad version. <laughs> he's fine. He's still dead. This is just the evil version. <laughs> he's fine. He's I, I like to think that Richard Ryder is somewhere making out with Maxima, who never got brought back to life <laughs> from our world at war. So that's, that's, I, I, wish, I wish Richard Ryder well. I was gonna say Richard Ryder can go like have a drink with like Danny Ketch and like uh actually no, I guess that's not equitable, but uh I guess, I was gonna say like someone Richard Ryder can go have a drink with like No, I guess never mind. I had another <laughs> <laughs> Or someone I was gonna say someone if he came back like evil well, or stuff. Yeah. Well, well maybe Richard Ryder can have a drink with Ben Riley. Yeah, that that's probably a little better. On a cloud with Care Bears. Or like Kyle Rayner or something. Is Kyle Rayner evil now? No. Okay, good. I'm not saying. But he was at one point, wasn't he? Well, he was Parallax yeah. for like a minute. He was Parallax for like a minute. Like, yeah. That's just so you, you know, didn't feel like Hal Jordan was evil when he was Parallax. Because then, if, since everybody was Parallax, then you have to be like, okay, buddy, I get it. <laughs> the the monster he... took me over too. Like I get it. Yeah. I I just assumed they were going to try and sell me a cool like Kyle is parallax action figure, and that never happened. And you're like what? With little teeth hanging out and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> parallax, chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I like. I said, I've enjoyed it. I, I like kind of like the new redesign of the Nova outfit. Which I mean, unfortunately, they seem to redesign the Nova outfit pretty often, but uh, yeah. I still like it. It's, it's kind of cool. It's got like you know, it's it's not Tronny. I like that. I like anything that doesn't have light piping all over it and shit. So <laughs> are you guys? I'm just curious. Are you guys more the type of fans that are happy with like a you know kind of in comparing it to Green Lantern? Obviously, Nova always gets compared to the Green Lantern core. But in this case, in in the case of Sam Alexander, we're now back to sort of a torchbearer, Kyle Rayner status type thing where it's just the one character as Nova. And, you know, for a long time, even in the Abnett and Lanning series, it was just Richard Ryder as Nova, you know, carrying around the world mine and everything. But I'm just curious, do you guys like it better when Nova's just the one character and he's the only one out there fighting the good fight? Or do you like the idea of a, you know, a Green Lantern Corps or a Nova Corps where there's all kinds of different space cops and stuff roaming around? I I think I best like the idea of just like one guy, like kind of like Kyle, like being the torchbearer, like having to, you have this one guy who's supposed to like continue like this big legacy of the space enforcement squad or something and it's like it's up to him to like keep that flame burning and to like you know like you know he's a, a novice too so he's trying to like get his legs at the superhero business and stuff and it's like if the if his squad or core is going to come back it's up to him like he has to like try and figure out like you know who should i recruit like what if i recruit somebody who's like 
you know, secretly evils or, or stuff like that. Like I always liked that about that run of uh, Green Lantern when it was Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like for me, the Nova Corps, Corps is like it's okay. I mean, it's it's not a bad idea, but when Nova's off by himself, it makes him more unique. Because like Green Lantern, since there's been different ones, since there's been like you know, not just like one substitute, like you know, just Kyle Rayner. There's been like you know, uh, crap, I can't remember his name now. John Stewart. There's, there's, you know, the Golden Age Green Lantern who doesn't have like Green Lantern core powers, but still, there's Alan Scott. There, there is a, you know, all the Jade. All these characters have had Green Lantern powers, so it doesn't really take anything away from Hal, because Hal is always like the most popular Silver Age Green Lantern. But like Nova, by and large, it's just been Ryder and Sam, and that's it, really. Because Sam's dad, we don't know anything about him really. We just know he was in the Black Nova Corps, and he was a great Nova. So I prefer it to be more of a singular thing, and like like Justin said, him like carrying on the identity of Nova seems to just have more resonance. It makes the character more special. I think uh, I was just going to ask. Speaking of his his dad, one thing we do know about his dad is that he's off shirtless working on some Chitari slave world on the outer rim or whatever. Like, <laughs> did you did you ever think like, well, maybe what you what you know, Sam should be doing is like searching the galaxy for his dad and not dicking around in uh, New York with the superior Spider-Man or, or did that not occur to anybody? I'm sure like, I, I guess like, I'm sure he's thought of that, but uh, it's, it's probably like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, like I'm, I'm not sure where all that AVX stuff takes place. So it's like, maybe that was like his first attempt to go like looking around for his dad. Okay. So I know okay. there's like that, that thing where he first encounters the Phoenix when he's fighting like Terax or whatever in space. But like, I, I don't know, maybe he, or he tried it in between like Lopes and, uh, uh, Wells run. Yeah. That's I mean, I, I think that's when Avengers versus X-Men takes place for Nova anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe he already tried it, and he was like, okay, well, that's a big place out there, and I don't, I, you know, I can't be gone forever, so. Right, right. Yeah. I, I kind of got that idea, too, is, like, he's trying to get more established in his abilities and stuff, and once he, like, gets it down, he'll maybe feel more comfortable going out there and searching for his dad. I kind of, oh. like, expect, like, during, like, an Infinity tie-in, like, he will go up against Thanos, and, like, he may... You know, since he's, like, the unestablished noob, like, he may, like, end up kind of, like, owning Thanos a little bit. And then at the end, Thanos will be like, oh, yeah, well, I got your dad. And he'll be like, oh, like, gasp. It's like he, he, the way you said it, Justin, it's like, he's like, it's, I've got your nose. Like, ha well, I've got your nose. What? I've got you dead. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, dude, like they're fighting this whole time, and then like on one panel, he just like whips him out from behind his back. Well, I got your dad. He's like, Lady Chaos, I have your dad. Enough of this jibber jabber. I hate jibber jabber. I also hate broccoli. Ooh, and lima beans, too. All right, well, I guess that kind of wraps up our, our talk on the Marvel Now Nova. If you, uh, you know, have your own thoughts on Marvel Now Nova or the uh, DBZ Battle of the Gods movie, uh, you know, be sure to let us know at fanholespodcast@gmail.com. We always are willing and able to take your email 
Um, but I guess we'll move on to our regularly scheduled segment, which for the fan holes is the awesome thing of the week. And if you don't know what this is by now, uh, this is a segment where the fan holes will share with our listeners something that we've enjoyed either purchasing or watching or what have you. It could be a book, it could be a movie, could be a TV show we're enjoying, or maybe some, some action figures or something like that. So um, I guess I'll let everybody take it away. Uh, first on my Skype window with the furiously frothing Lord Bills uh, shouting at me is Mike. So, Mike, uh, what is your awesome thing of the week? Pudding! <laughs> No, um, speaking of, like, fighting-type stuff, um, my awesome thing of the week is the Akuma Origins uh, hardcover graphic novel I got from Amazon the other day. Um, I think I mentioned, like, in an earlier show, like, Udon has been releasing, like, these, like, hardcover Street Fighter things now instead of, like, doing floppies. And uh, the second one in their series, which is titled Akuma Origins or Akuma Origin is has just been released and as you may suspect it tells the origin of Akuma and uh it was, it was like, yeah I know it's a shock but you know so bear with me here um what do you call it yeah it, it's pretty good i mean it's it's like uh i don't know maybe like 100 pages or whatever a nice hard cover and stuff um it's it, it's written by Chris Saracini which people may or may not remember. He was the one who wrote that very first Dreamwave Transformers series, which was pretty terrible. But um, I also suspect that, like, Pat Lee Ghost wrote a lot of that, too. Like, just... So, like, I'm willing to give that guy a little, like, you know, slack. Because, like, he also wrote, like, the first five issues of the Armada comic, which was actually not that bad, so... I was like, I, I don't know, I, I, I feel like he, he, if he was unrestrained, he could write something good. And this this was something good, the, the Akuma graphic novel. So, you know, I, I thought it was pretty cool and respectful to, like, Street Fighter lore while still, like, telling, like, a sort of, like, original story, I guess, where, you know, it, it, it kind of takes all those out. It, it's, it's basically like the, the Udon Street Fighter comic where it takes a bunch of elements from all these, like, sources and kind of mis- mishmashes it into, like, something cool. And um, it, what do you call it? it, it, it I guess it's, it, it's good enough that Capcom just, you know, signs off on it. So, you know, I, I liked it. So Cool. No, that sounds awesome. How much did the, the hardcover set you back? Um, I think the retail price is like probably something insane, like like thirty four or something. But like I, since I got it from Amazon, it was and pre ordered it like months and months ago. I got it for twenty bucks. Oh, cool! So, you know, yeah, that's so, good. That's I, a good deal. I, I wish I wish Udon kind of would release these faster because it's been like four or five months since the last one. But you know, I guess that's their new strategy. So, well, I mean, maybe maybe it's cooler for the fans of video games or whatever to have a bunch of quote-unquote coffee books around the table rather than, you know, comic books or something like that. So yeah, I if, guess that, so. if that if that helps, then, you know, so be it. Uh, what about you, Tony Jackson, with your smirking Sam Alexander, Nova <laughs> Black staring me in the face? What's your what's your awesome thing of the week? Um, my awesome thing, I'm just going to go pretty like I really didn't have that much going on this week, so... I'm going to go for a tried-and-true fallback. Uh, Mortal Mythi 21 came out this week. 
I'm, I'm sure fan holes have no idea what this weird comic is about Transformers that we never talk about. Um, so I'll, I'll go light on it. Um, it was a good issue. Trans- Transformers has a comic book? I know, yeah, right? I thought, I, thought, I thought More Than Meets the Eye was about Mr. Potato Head and how he can remove his eyes. <laughs> he is. <laughs> it is. He can put it in his butt. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll go light on it, like I said, since we talk about it so much. It was a good issue. There's been some uh, a little bit of controversy. Some people were kind of annoyed by, like, uh, Spoilers, since this is going to probably be out long after the issue's out. There's a couple of fake-out deaths, which didn't bother me at all. I was fine with it. It wasn't the greatest issue ever, but it tied up a lot of things really nicely. And I guess the biggest thing about this is it ties up the uh, final arc of the uh, Stay in Light uh, little series. The next issue we're going to have is more or less a light-hearted issue where... Rewind oh, uh, makes his little documentary <laughs> about the uh, ship and the crew. And then after that, we're going to head on full force into Dark Cybertron. So it's kind of cool in another way that we're building up for this big event that's going to be lasting a year, well, six months. But, uh, yeah, I, I was happy with it. You know, it, it was, and I, and I really was really proud of the fact that when they got down to it, still built up the fact that, they didn't get rid of some of the main bad guys, like, you know, Tyrest and Pharma. They're probably still out there. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I I liked it, too. And just to address, like, that criticism, like, I don't think it's, like, that, like, there were, there were like, fake-out deaths or anything. I, I think it's just that James Roberts is becoming, like, known for it. Yeah. It's just, like, it, it's, he does it a lot, where it's, like, you know, Rung got his head blown up, and then, like, two issues later, oh, he's still alive, you know, and Red Alert, like, committed suicide and then two late issues later no he's we managed to save him and you know it it, it happens a lot but you know yeah. i guess it, i guess it's it's a testament to his like affection for like these characters that he doesn't want to like get rid of any of them but yeah ambulon still dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's still dead yes <laughs> but yeah that was my thing so yeah richard Ryder, maxima still dead so. <laughs> still dead uh, um, I'll, I guess I'll go real quick. Uh, my awesome thing of the week was I got my order in from Hasbro Toy Shop of the Rocket Raccoon Marvel Legend Wave. So uh, I had I had gotten some like the Scarlet Spider and the Thunderbolts Punisher pretty cheap on Big Bad Toy Store. So I just had to really get the uh, the Marvel Now Hawkeye and then the three figures that make up the Rocket Raccoon, which was. Uh, which was Jean Grey, Black Panther, and The Wrecker. So I'm, I'm well on my way to having a complete wrecking crew one of these days, which will be awesome. But, yeah, it was it was fun to get those in after, you know, sort of like a drought of, you know, no new Marvel Legends stuff. So, yeah. I think I think I was joking with you earlier where it's like they're going to cancel Bulldozer and then, like, put him in some, like, like, like a, a four, wrecking a crew, pack. like, gift pack, so you're going to be like, you motherfuckers, yeah. I'm going to buy like a, <laughs> the other three all over again, you know. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give them to the, the neighborhood children. I go, you know, here you go. Here's a here's a wrecker. Here's a dude with a crowbar. Go have fun. Um, yeah. And you know those kids are going to be like, wow, popular Marvel character, the wrecker. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Screw this Wolverine action figure. I got something cool. <laughs> So uh, I guess we're we're finishing off with Justin. What's your awesome thing of the week, my man? 
Um, I've got two awesome things this week. The first one is I've been watching the first season of Get Smart. Um, I'm a big fan of like of the uh, '60s uh, spy genre of TV shows because uh, you know after like uh, the first couple Bond movies came out, there was a big, huge spy craze. Um, and Get Smart's basically a comedic take on that. It's like uh, you know, you've got uh, Don Adams is kind of an inept uh, spy. It's like everything he does, he kind of messes up. And uh, there's there's been several episodes where I've been cracking me up. There's one where he he goes up against this uh, kind of spy master. His name is the Claw, and like one of his arms is just like a giant metal claw. And he's uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess this might be considered offensive today, but the the character the Claw is Asian, so he can't really say he's the Claw. He's like. Max, what's more? I finally captured you, and he's like, "Oh, yes, the Claw. I've heard of you." He's like, "Yes, I'm the Craw." He's like, "Oh, nice to meet you, Craw." He's like, "No, not the Craw, Craw." He's like, "That's what I said. I, I said, you know, not Craw, Craw." He's like, "I'm no, not the Craw, the Craw." Like, that went on for a while. It had me cracking up. Uh, my second thing is, I uh, was uh, out at the flea market today and finally found a Hot Wheels kit, the car from Night Rider, and I. I've been searching for that for a while and have never even seen it in Walmart, and uh, I was happy to find it, and, and fairly cheap too, so I'm happy about getting that finally. It's a it's a nice little Hot Wheels car. Like, I'm uh, not one of those crazy Hot Wheels fans. It's, like, very rare that I'll even, like, buy something. It has to be, like, you know, TV or movie related. Like, I've got some of those Batman vehicles uh, from that line, but, uh, yeah, this one's really cool. Yeah, I got a couple of those too. I'm 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 more like you. I'm I'm inclined to get them if they're like a Hollywood vehicle or whatever. I got like the Ghostbusters Ecto One, for example. Yeah, I, I, I've been looking looking for that one too. Like not as not as hardcore as Kit because I like I I just remember like watching Knight Rider a lot as a kid and really enjoying it and uh, getting the DVDs when they were first released and kind of reliving it. But uh, um, I'm probably gonna look for the uh, the Ecto One and the 18 Van next. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. So we got some some Hot Wheels kit and some Get Smart Season 1, some new Rocket Raccoon Marvel Legends, some Transformers More Than Meets the Eye, and some Street Fighter with the Akuma Origin graphic novel. So if you like any of that stuff, be sure to check it out down on the spindle. We'll have one of those up for you. And uh, I guess until the next time, uh, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. It's Mike Hoarding! <laughs> I'm not the craw, I'm the craw! <laughs> and this is me, Tony Chainclaw, and I'm tugging on your mustache. Peace. Bingo! <laughs> I think only Mike got the tugging on the mustache line. <laughs> Okay. Are you implying that those guys didn't read a text story in the back of More Than Meets the Eye? Probably not. <laughs>